Quit the 9 to 5 with Ben Handler. Getting you out of the rat race and into a career buying property. Welcome back and thanks for tuning in. I'm the co-host Alex Whitlock joining Ben today. Really excited to be here. I guess that it's uh, just a sort of a time where we've got a bit of focus on our political future. There seems to be a greater focus as well on our economic future. There's been a few things happening, which we'll perhaps chat about a little bit later on. But um, yeah, good times and things are looking very positive. Ben, what's your take? Yeah, it's very exciting. The sentiment, it's changed significantly from what I'm hearing with all buyers agents across Australia regarding people now feeling more confident to buy property. So it's it's very positive. And we've got a guest here today. You, you brought uh, Ollie along, who's uh, one of your uh, one of your people who's done your course and you've worked with him for a long time. Yeah. Do you want to just give a background on Ollie and uh, how you guys know each other? Yeah, Ollie first connected with the Institute about a year ago. He's from Melbourne and he was working in construction. He was a fencer and, you know, he, he was earning very good money. However, he was looking for a better lifestyle, more flexibility to spend more time with the kids. He He'd bought a lot of property himself uh, through buyer's agents as well. So this was a really natural progression for him. So welcome, Oliver. Thanks for having me, guys. So Ollie, let's uh, just get going straight in. You uh, you made a lifestyle choice going back uh, sort of a year or so ago. Just It's really good to get an insight into uh, yourself as somebody who had was making very good money through your in construction. You'd also been very successful as an investor. What were the things that prompted you to really look to take control of your own working life and your own future? Yeah, it was to do with my kids basically. So I was working 12 hours a day, six days a week, making heaps of heaps of money, which is you know fantastic. But when you don't have time to spend it, kids, what's the point? I was just working myself into the ground. I'd come home every day and I'd be so tired. I couldn't even like play with them. I was just that tired. So I, it probably took me 18 months to do a transition of thinking about it, learning it. And because of my journey with buying property and renovating, it kind of just felt right. And then when I met Ben, he kind of had everything I needed to learn to actually make the transition a profession. So it just kind of all made sense. I think also um, having the guidance from Ben, not just in making that sort of career transition, but it's also sort of the lifestyle transition, understanding that you really can do the training whilst you're still working. And I know that it's a bit, bit of extra effort, just the, the tail end of putting a lot of work in, and time into your career. But I think getting the vision that things can change. And as we say, every time on the show, Ben, quit the nine to five is not necessarily about doing less hours in your working life, although you do have that flexibility. But it's really about picking and choosing how you work and when you work. And when you have got young children, I think having that flexibility to be there for those critical points for them and have the flexibility as your own boss to spend that time and then to work maybe later in the evening when the kids have gone to bed. Yeah, I was I was doing it after hours at lunchtime. I'd connect with people, do a few uh, posts, ring Ben every couple of days whenever I had time. And for probably a few hours after work, because I had a new energy for doing something different, I had this extra energy to make it happen. And it made the transition so much easier because I was excited about ending one career and starting a new one. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was, a, it was with Ben's guidance, it made it so much easier because he's very open with all his information and he's very good at guiding you because he's done it all himself he has and i was just just catching up before we uh, we came in just having a look at the number of people who've actually completed your course so far this year it's quite phenomenal yeah it's busy i mean this first six months this year it's been between you know 40 to 50 people a month and I mean, I'm not really putting the foot on the accelerator yet, so it's going to keep increasing. I think also, obviously, you know, we work very closely with uh, what's happening in terms of the property market. We've got very much a sort of a close relationship with what's happening in terms of the mortgage market. Obviously, everyone knows what's happening, happening politically. 
There is a big change happening now. There is a market shift taking place in Australian real estate. The stars are in many ways aligned. You have, obviously, the, the government is back in for another term. But you've also got, just sort of getting a bit technical, APRA has just, just got rid of its 7% serviceability level. So now there is a freer range for lenders to start setting their own serviceability. So that basically means that cash has been freed up. You've also got, if not, uh, you know, sort of a rate cut coming this month, there's going to be a rate cut coming fairly soon. I think all eyes are on what the RBA is doing. You've got the first home buyer's incentive. So there is just a shift. And also looking at auction clearance rates are picking up. You're getting also a very significant slowing in in the in the property market decline. So we've reached that that sort of pivotal point. There's never been a better time now to move into. If you've been thinking about going into becoming a buyer's agent, demand is starting to pick up. There are, there are. It's going to take a little while for you know the flock mentality to start flooding back in the market. But I, I know for myself as an investor, so you know I have just started looking again. The buyer's agent that I use is just starting to see that that pickup in terms of people using him. And I also went to, to an open house this weekend and you're just starting to see people. You just get a bit of a change in the mood at the moment. So great time now. You know, your market cycles tend to go on for 18 months or sometimes up to two, three years. So I think there's a perfect time now to start looking at going into that uh, into that new area. Yeah, I agree. And, and real estate agents have been finding it tough at the moment all across Australia. And very recently, they have been saying and sharing that they're open for inspections. The numbers of buyers has increased dramatically. They're feeling a lot more confident now. Uh, there's definitely been a massive shift. But what a lot of people do tend to forget, I think, at a higher level, interest rates are the lowest they've ever been right now, still, regardless if there's a rate cut, in the history of Australia. People still forget that. Yeah. Um, unemployment rate, you know, it's it's 5%. It's strong. Like, the fundamentals are still really good outside of what the media is cooking up, you know, every few months when they go up or they go down. So I, I, I think even when it's a buyer's market, no matter what's going on, which I think it's more of a buyer's market now... I think it's a phenomenal time for buyers agents to get in the door. It's that kind of crossover, Tommy. It, it, it is a buyers market. I'm hoping so because I'm buying. <laughs> but it, it is still a buyers market. But it's that kind of crossover time where you've still got you haven't had a lot of the stock come onto the marketplace. There's still people holding on, hoping, waiting for sort of you know for sellers are waiting until things have sort of stopped declining so they can get you know a reasonable sort of sale price. Buyers are just starting to come in. So it's that, that kind of crossover market. And I think you're absolutely right. Interest rates are phenomenally low. I think what you're going to have is a healthy market moving forward. Before things start getting really, really hot, um, look, good buyer's agent can operate in every single market. But I think the really hot market is not 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 the most favourable market for a buyer's agent. I think that kind of, no one's really too sure because that's where they can really work hard from the client. And Ollie, you know, I, mean, I know you've used buyer's agents in, you know, in your own mm -hmm. journey and, and as an agent now. What, what do you find... Is the best for you. you? You're operating mainly. I know, I know you, you said that you're doing a lot of owner occupier stuff down mm -hmm. in Melbourne at the moment. Um, yep. How are you finding the marketplace at the moment? What, what sort of market conditions do you like the best yourself? I'm finding that there isn't much stock for the, the properties that I'm looking for a couple of clients at the moment, and the, the houses that are that are in the right areas. There's 40 to 50 people at every open, so people are excited to buy. It's just there's not enough properties for them to buy, and since the election, I'm, I'm getting calls from investors. Out of nowhere, like yeah. people getting really, really excited about it. And we, what are you finding just in terms of working with uh, the agents uh, who are obviously operate on behalf of the vendor? How, what's the sort of the mood with the agents at the moment? Still the same. They're, 
they've been a lot nicer in the last you know six months to a year because you know they've been struggling that that hasn't really changed I don't I think a lot of the bad agents have left the industry in the areas I'm looking at I haven't had any problems with agents they all seem pretty easy to deal with to be honest we were just again we were sort of saying that I think there's a bit of a, a bit of a fallacy that investors there's an unemotional thing when you're an investor and I've bought a lot of investment properties and every single one is an emotional decision and for a couple of reasons. Firstly, because it's bricks and mortar, and there's a certain love with everyone with bricks and mortar. But the second thing is, as an investor, there is an emotional feeling about it because it's something that's going to help create a better future for yourself as an investor. So you do get emotional, you know, you do, if you feel something is a good investment, you don't want to miss out. So, you know, you as a buyer's agent obviously help take the sting out of that. How do you counsel your, your buyers to kind of just sort of settle down when, you know, sort of opportunities come their way? Yeah, well, obviously people are spending, even if they're not going to live in it, they're still spending hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars. So it definitely is emotional. It's just you've got to put a number for an investment property, you put a number on how much it's worth and you just have to tell that client that's that's the cutoff. Like you're not getting involved in the negotiation. This is a cutoff. If we miss this one, there's another one. If you do it yourself, you might get emotionally caught up in an auction and then you could be in trouble and then you're not going to make the money that you could make by using a buyer's agent. I think you know. It's, I think we're all we're all geared and we're all wired the same way. And just just thinking again about the media. The media they're a fickle bunch. I'm in the media, <laughs> <laughs> but the media, the mainstream media, is very fickle with property. And I think there's a lot of again, sort of a lot of sentiment that the media is anti-property. But if you actually look over the over the course of time, the media is either pumping the tires up on the real estate market, or it's absolutely saying it's going to fall by forty percent. That the media is agnostic, really, about whether the market is going up or going down. They'll never say it's staying flat. They always want to say there's going to be big falls. And I think that you're starting to get in that cycle now with the media. You're just seeing the news now starting to be repeated. And there's less of the stories saying it's all going to fall off a cliff and there's much more of a sort of a story that the, that the market has bottomed out. And I'm just wondering, you know, Ben, in terms of the people coming onto your course, what sort of people are you seeing now moving into, deciding to move into becoming a, a buyer's agent? It's so diverse, the people that come through. Someone asked me this question the other week and I was just spending some time to think about it. And it's such a diverse combination of people. Some people are very happy with what they're doing with their work, but they just have such a passion for real estate and they just they want to turn it into a career. And they're in a fickle position because they really enjoy what they're doing with their current job. Then you've got some people like Ollie who are earning really good money, but kind of hate what they do. They, they, they don't get to spend time doing things that they really enjoy. And then you've got people who are redundant so they've been made redundant or they're out of work and they're looking for that new career. And then you've got a lot of people, including this was myself, who have wanted to get into real estate, did not want to become a real estate agent and wanted that solution. And so the buyer's agent role is something that really caters to them. Now, we're going to, if you're going to have to hang on, guys, because at the end of this show, we have got something special. So just just stay tuned and listen in. Ben's going to give you something to uh, just to give you a bit of an incentive to getting in touch. But just looking at, I think that's a really, really critical thing because I think there's a lot of people that have a big, strong affinity with real estate, but you've got to be a certain kind of animal to be a sales agent. You know, you, you, you eat what you kill. It's, and, and you're very, you're at the mercy as a sales agent 
of market fluctuations. Whereas a buyer's agent, because you are buying, because you're negotiating on behalf of the buyer, you can always adapt to market conditions. And and, and I know that uh, that Ollie is sort of operating a lot in the owner-occupier market at the moment in his, you know, in his hometown of Melbourne. But the great thing for that is because that's what market conditions dictate. That's where Ollie can operate. As the investors come back into the market, as a buyer's agent, you can definitely move around and you're basically catering for the needs of the people who come to you and are seeking your assistance. Yeah, that's right. And that's what Ollie's doing. I mean, Ollie bought something recently in Melbourne for owner-occupiers and he's focusing on that for the Melbourne market because the investment market's not so good there. But now he's diversifying into Brisbane to buy blocks for people. So a lot of the buyer's agents, they are typically unsure what they want to do before they start this career. Like, I'm an investor. I want to buy investment properties. I'm like, hey, well, why don't you just trial and see if you actually like buying, you know, family homes for people. And you might also enjoy buying development sites for developers. Work with investors and see what you like. You can do all three. You can do both. You can do one. And so I think you have that ability, which is great, to choose what you want to do all across Australia. And I think also with uh, with being a buyer's agent as opposed to being a sales agent, I think you have an opportunity much more so. And I think great sales agents create long-term relationships with their clients. But really, as a sales agent or as a, as a, as a home buyer, I'm only going to buy maybe once every four years. The wonderful thing for being a buyer's agent is you build really deep long-term relationships with your clients mm. because it, the, the journey doesn't finish at the purchase, mm. you know. I mean, okay, look, as, a, as, a, as an owner-occupier, you know, that that's sort of the end of the road in many ways. But, you know, the, the thing is, as an investor, which a lot of people who, you know, really, as a, a high percentage of investors use buyer's agents, it is a journey. And the relationship for me with my buyer's agent is once I've purchased... I'm always thinking about the next purchase. So I'm speaking with my buyer's agent about the place that I've already purchased and I'm looking towards the next purchase. And, and, and my buyer's agent is always on hand to give me a bit of bit of guidance as to if there's a bit of scope to refinance my my first investment, to how I can sort of gather together a deposit, deposit to move forward in the marketplace and then also looking at where to buy. Yes. So it's a long relationship with your customers. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a um, relationship business and property is just a vehicle. So you're building long-term rapport and bond with people. And with helping them grow their wealth and seeing it happen over that 10, 20 year period and being a part of it, it's kind of like family. It's a, to be involved with people like that. It's, it's an amazing experience. One of the things that Ben has always said and, and which I love about, uh, about the training that he gives is that the technical side of buying can be taught, can be learned. It's not rocket science. That's correct? Correct. One of the things that Ben really works hard with his with his clients um, is helping them to understand the realities of being in business. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the real fundamental things is that generation of inquiry, the sales and marketing side of, of helping sort of attract customers in. What have you found, Ollie, you know, for your journey and for, you know, for your um, life now as a buyer's agent, how are you finding that you're getting inquiries coming through to you? How are you getting the word out there? Ben's course really teaches you mindset, marketing, how to interact with people. It's buyers agents, the dream is really social media, getting getting your name out there, giving people education on what the property market's doing, different finance, you know, linking people up with different mortgage brokers. If you just like giving people their free education online brings interest and then you have a normal conversation with someone, have a sit down with them. And because you've given them so much information and helped their journey, you've kind of already built a bond together yeah and so when you have a have a meeting with them you kind of already they kind of already know you so it makes the next part of the the journey so much easier and you work with uh, somebody who, who i had the pleasure of meeting in a previous show bernard desmond um who is also he's a mortgage broker but he has done that he's done your course ben that's right 
because he saw the value in understanding the process that a buyer's agent goes through so that him as a mortgage broker can help to refer clients over to you. Mm-hmm. Bernard is an absolute legend. He uh, Just to grow his business, he saw not only that he would like to work with a buyer's agent, but to, to know what they actually do, he educated himself in what they actually do, how it works. So when he sent his clients there, he didn't just use them as for himself. He actually knew the whole process, yeah. which is very rare. I think more mortgage brokers should get on board because then it'd just make everyone's business so much easier and they'd work together much better. Bernard is one of the uh, most acclaimed mortgage brokers in the country. He's won many, many awards. He, he tops a number of the rankings, but he's one of the most humble guys you could ever wish to meet. Yeah. And I think his focus, and I, and I was really, it was a pleasure meeting him on the show just to get, you know, sort of tap into his insight and, and really the background as to why he saw this course, because he, he doesn't, he doesn't operate as a buyer's agent, but he wants to understand the relationship. And then you get this sort of very fertile referral, sort of nurturing clients and sharing clients, because it's all basically around. Bernard is very focused on getting the best outcome for his clients and teaming up with a, uh, a buyer's agent and understand the process has been very valuable for him to, you know, as part of that client journey. Yeah, it's... For mortgage brokers, it's a, it's a it's a natural fit. I mean, they've got customers looking to buy property, and a lot of those customers don't buy. I believe on for a lot of brokers, around fifty percent of their customers who are approved don't buy for whatever reason. So I think Bernard taking the time to learn about the program to refer to people like Ollie is great. But you know, I think it's also an opportunity for for anyone. Like Oliver didn't come from a traditional sales background, and he was uh, working. You know, in construction. High up. High up. Uh, building fences. Building fences. <laughs> getting paid a lot. Um, not wearing suits. And he'd been able to transfer his skill set, which is good communication, building relationships, his previous Working hard. Working hard. Mm. The simple things. Mm. And he's up and running, doing deals, signing clients. And so I think that it's just good for other people to know that just because you don't come from a sales background or a real estate background, you can do this. Guys, I have to say, you know, we've, we've said it many times before on the show, I worked as an employee for many, many years um, and I, I, I worked hard and I was very focused on my paycheck because it's your lifeblood and it keeps you going. And I was kind of thrust into sort of set my own business up. You know, an opportunity came up and I grabbed it. But I have to say that one of the things that I've seen, and, and, I, and I moved into my own business before I started buying property, but going into being a buyer's agent is such a fantastic opportunity. If you have that drive to take control of your future, if you really believe that you have a, a future above and beyond what you're doing on the salary, this is such a wonderful career. And, and for me personally, it, it ticks the box for me because A, you're just operating on behalf of your clients. You know, you are buying on their behalf. You're really working hard to get results. This isn't a short-term relationship with your clients. It's a really a long-term thing and you're part of their journey. Mm. The second thing on a more practical term, for being a buyer's agent. What I absolutely love about this, you do not have to go out and start renting out a fancy office. You don't have to go out and start hiring 15 staff. You don't going to have to put that huge capital outlay, you know, on there. You can really take, you know, your your focus on quality, your focus on hard work, your focus on doing the right thing, educating yourself on the simple things around understanding the metrics for researching the market, and you can go out, you can do, you know, do the course and you can get straight out there and start earning and start delivering results to your clients. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Oliver did it part time for a bit, but we've got another student in in Perth, a guy called Tommy Seguro. His his company's EasyBuyer.com.au. He's a software developer full time. Finished the program five and a half months ago. He's bought. He just bought three weeks ago his tenth property while working part time. Wow! So he's got that additional income coming in. He loves investing. And so people can just do it on the side, simultaneous like that, even if they really do enjoy their job. You just, Side hustle. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 there's, there's 
I think for, for good buyers agents, there is fantastic money. And again, you can dictate, you can decide if you want to work less and have more time with the family. Maybe, as you said earlier, you've got some people at different points of their lives. Maybe they are, they're retired or semi-retired and they, they want to just make sure that they're active and working hard and, and delivering value. You've maybe got young people out there who want to hustle. They want to earn big money. We've had many guests on there who are really, really ambitious and really sort of focused on bringing big dollars in. It is a really controllable opportunity to liberate your lifestyle, to get the most for yourself out of life. You know, we only have one one go around this track. So I think if you feel that you've got that desire to take control of your future, if you feel that you want to really do deliver value to your clients and to your customers and help other people get a better outcome in life, it is a fantastic opportunity. But things are going to, I think you can, if you're deciding you want to go ahead with this, you need to get in, in touch with Ben because we are at this point in the market. I'm already seeing it as a buyer where things are starting to pick up. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a very interesting time. And I do think that, again, despite what the media put out there, whether it's good, bad, because it may change in three weeks, they may say, you know, tornado is going to hit, it's going to go down again, and whatever's going to happen. Uh, you just got to always look at the fundamentals. And I think right now is a great time to buy property. It's not so much a seller's market, it's a buyer's market. And so it's a very opportunistic time. But more importantly, there's less than 500 buyers agents in Australia, which we talked about a few times in, in the earlier episodes. That to me is the opportunity. 80,000 like, real estate agents. 80,000. A lot of people say, how did you build Cohen Hamlin in such a huge organization? I said, well, it's timing. Like I started when there was 120 buyers agents. Like we, we, had it, we, we had all the pie to eat. But still, there's still less than 500. So I think people who are considering this, if you want to become a real estate agent, you swim with 80,000. If you want to be a buyers agent, you're swimming with less than 500. Yeah. And, and you're, you're not limited by your geographic location. A sales agent operates in their local postcode and they're fighting with other sales agents for listings. You know, it, it's, it's, it's a battle on the streets because you only operate in your particular area. Buyer's agent, you're free. You're liberated to operate on behalf of your clients anywhere in Australia. So it's a great opportunity. Ben, I'd just like to, we're getting towards a close and I know you've got something exciting you want to deliver to our, to our listeners, but I just want to, just before we round up, what are some of the things, if, if I'm thinking about going on this course now, if I'm not too sure whether now is the time for me to actually take that move and start, you know, taking control of my future, what would be the things that you would say to people who are sort of sitting on the fence a little bit right now? I guess it's a good opportunity to work out what's preventing you from making that decision for a change. So really um, self-awareness, trying to understand what are the fears? Is it remuneration? Is it you're moving into a new sector? So trying to get very clear, I'd say step one is getting crystal clear on why you are fearful around it. And then I guess step two would be really trying to understand what you want to do with your career. If you do want to earn more money or you do want more flexibility, whatever it is, is what you're currently doing now going to get you there? And if the answer is no, then for step three, I'd consider looking at something different, whether it's becoming a buyer's agent or something else, sticking with what you're doing is, is not going to get you to your end goal. And so I think you need to evaluate that. And don't be afraid to take action. Now is the time. I, guys, I'd strongly recommend that if you're thinking about your future, if you're looking to do something different, if you want to find out what possibilities there are out there, get in touch with Ben. He's always got time to talk to you. Look, whether you decide to do the course or not, he's a great guy to chat to and he'll help give you some insight as to whether this is the right career for you. Ben, what have you got for people who get in touch with you this, this month? Yeah, I don't typically do this. I'm super busy. I mean, my diary's booked out, you know, for six weeks in advance. So what I thought I would do is... For people who are looking at changing careers, whether it's, you know, right now or maybe in a few months, 
If you send me personally to my personal email, ben at buyersagentinstitute.com, so buyers is with an S, agentinstitute.com, in less than 80 words why you think you should become a buyer's agent, the best application, I'll take that applicant to lunch or dinner at Rockpool in the city. Is that open to me? No. <laughs> what a fantastic offer. Ben, I think that's superb. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Ollie, it's been great meeting you. Thanks for taking time to come along. No worries. Thanks for having me, guys. Don't forget, get in touch with Ben. Look, have a look and find out if being a buyer's agent is the right thing for you. But unless you speak to Ben, you won't know. Get in touch, drop him an email, put your 80 words together. Thanks for tuning in. We'll speak to you next time. Thanks for listening to Quit the 9 to 5 with Ben Handler. For more advice on turning property buying into your career, head to www.buyersagentinstitute.com.au now. The information featured in this podcast is general in nature, does not take into consideration your financial situation or individual needs and should not be relied upon. Before making any investment, insurance, tax, property or financial planning decision, you should consult a licensed professional who can advise whether your decision is appropriate for you. Guests appearing on this podcast may have a commercial relationship with the companies mentioned.